Welcome. You are listening to the one and only Drifter vs. Driven podcast, hosted by yours truly, the real Aaron Medina. This podcast will help you go from drifting to driven in life. The guests on the show are all living the driven life and are here to inspire and bring value to you. So let's not wait any longer and get started with the show. Welcome back to the Drifter vs. Driven podcast. Uh, this is your host, the real Aaron Medina, as you just heard in the intro. Um, this week's guest is someone who has truly become one of my best friends, and she has an insane work ethic, and that has led her to becoming the number one javelin thrower in her division and winning a national title. Uh, she is here to talk about how she became the woman she is today. Uh, here she is, Ashton Reiner Lunt. What's up? <laughs> um, Ashton, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, it's honestly, it is an honor just to be able to talk <laughs> with you, you know, for the next little bit and to hear more about you. Uh, since you came into my life because of, you know, you marrying Lane. <laughs> yes. It's been very positive and I love it. And I just want to let you know you are an awesome person. Thank you. a very, I think, awesome personality and you're just so friendly and kind <laughs> and it seems like everyone does love you so uh, thanks for being here that's so good to hear thanks for having <laughs> me um okay so for those that don't know who you are and even me i'm still learning uh, i would love to hear more who ashton is okay so just like you i was raised in a very small community which i loved everyone says i lived in a bubble but <laughs> i'm okay with that because i loved my bubble um I have seven siblings. Uh, there's four girls and four boys. So, I mean, I, I love people. I've grown up around everyone, a lot of people. So I, I'm a big people person, like you said. Um, I went to a very small high school. So um, I was a three-sport athlete. I grew up in the gym because my dad was a, a football, basketball, and track coach. Wow. So, I mean, there's eight of us. So my mom was like, okay, go with your dad. And he would just, we would just play in the field or on the court or on the track while my dad coached. Like it was a perfect gig for my dad because he could have his kids. And so that's kind of what centered me around all of the athletics I've been. Um, like I've, I've been able to succeed is because, I mean, I, I've been dribbling a ball since I was little. I was lifting weights since I was little. So yeah, that's kind of a little backstory about me. <coughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, when we went to your guys' wedding in Washington, <laughs> and, like, normally people say, like, yeah, like, small town type stuff, or, like, you say, like, oh, I live, like, out in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's almost a lie. You know, like, yeah. we say here, like, the Gila Valley is, like, in the middle of nowhere, but, like, it's not, really. No, know? not compared to me. <laughs> yeah, like, you truly do live, like, we, when we kept driving, I was like, oh, like, are we going to get I'm there? I'm hungry, like, are we just going to go back and get food, like. <laughs> We couldn't because it was like a 40-minute drive, I swear. Yeah, I always try and tell people, I'm like, no, you don't understand. My closest neighbor is a half a mile away. My neighbor is the field, the alfalfa back in the back. Like, it's so funny. Yeah, so I, I believe you, and I hope everyone else believes you when she says, you know, small town type stuff. Yes. It definitely is. Um, okay, so I definitely want to get into who Ashton was like in high school and then how you went into like college and stuff like that. Um, so let's go back, you know, if you want to high school, high school, freshman Ashton. Yes. So I personally loved high school. Like my, my dad always said like live in the moment. And in that moment I was like, screw high school. Like I hate it, but no, I loved it. 
Um, so again, small town, so I got to play three sports. And a lot of schools, you don't get to play three sports. But I thought that was, like, awesome. Yeah, what were the three sports? Um, so I, I – soccer. And then right after soccer, we'd go straight into basketball. Like, I wouldn't even make it to tryouts because we'd go so far that, like, mm. they'd overlap. And then so I'd go into basketball. And then those would overlap, and then I'd go into track. <laughs> like, I had n- never had a time off. So I loved high school because it was just filled with, filled with sports. But um, – I I was introduced to like the weight room in eighth grade, and so in high school I I found like this love for the weight room. I kind of had a crush on a dude, but I was also best <laughs> friends with like four guys, and so at first I was just going in there to like be this friends is, with. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I want to <clears throat> see all these guys. Like these are fun, and then they became my best friends. I had one best friend that was a girl. Like really? yes, her name is Mots or Maddie Mossett. But she is much of a dude as I am. Like, <laughs> this girl is motorcycles, basketball, softball, um, soccer. Like, me and her were best friends. So I was, I was like a, like a, not, I'm not a girl's girl, you know? Like a, and like so, a tomboy. Yes, like, definitely. Yeah. So in high school. You definitely I, don't look like a tomboy, though, <laughs> just so you know. Like, God. when I think of a tomboy, it's like short hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so in high school, um, my... Um, I, I really got into the weight room, all that stuff. I, um, I really liked the team sports, but I had a work ethic that was kind of like, like all the other girls, they just come to practice, you know, whereas I'm waking up at 6am to drive 20 minutes to go work out right before, you know? So I hated working, like I hated depending on other people's, um, work ethic. And so that's when track came into play and I was like, okay, it's on me. And so that's why I really liked track. So yeah, high school, it's all about sports. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. That's kind of like, I was thinking about like, when I was coming up stuff to like talk about for the podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if she's like a team person or like, does she like individual more because of like where you are now? Yeah. Like I, it's all you. you yes. know? Yeah. You do have teammates on like a track team, but like, when it comes down to like the actual sport, it's just you. Yeah. So like, do you think you thrive better when you're by yourself when it comes to like a team like soccer or basketball? Yeah. So I, I love being an individual, like I said, because I can work, like I can just depend on myself. I hate depending on other people. Like I'm the most independent person. It's, it's like a good trait, but a bad trait. Yeah. Um, so but I always tell Lane, my husband, I'm like, I miss a team sport so bad. Really? Like there's l- so much less stress, I would yeah. have to say. So I, I do miss a team sport, but I, I also love that I can just rely on my work ethic. So yeah, it's awesome. Um, what made you go from Washington to Utah? You know, like how did you, I guess, go to BYU? Yeah. You know, what was the, what was the reason for it? So biggest one is let's be honest, I'm LDS. Like yeah. my mom's like, you're going to BYU. I don't <laughs> care if it's BYU Idaho or BYU Provo. Like you're going to BYU. Um, but when I was eight years old, my dad, like like Aaron said, I am a javelin thrower. Like super random. Like who the freak gets into <laughs> throwing a stick? Like yeah. what? But um, when I was eight years old, my dad said you're gonna throw the javelin for like BYU, which I thought he meant BYU Hawaii. 
Mm. Like, I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I'm going to live on the islands. Like, let's do this. And then they (laughs) shut down sports. Like, when I was in junior high. And I felt so bad. But, um, yeah, my dad told me (coughs) when I was eight years old, he's like, you're my bigger child. Like, I was a fat, fat kid. (laughs) And so, and all my siblings are super small. So he's like, no, you're going to be. You and your husband. Yeah. uh, Our kids are going to be so screwed until they're like juniors in high school. But it's fine. They'll be athletic. (laughs) Um, But my my dad's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to throw the javelin at BYU. And I'm like, what the freak is a javelin? <laughs> like, but whatever. At the time, time, did you know when he said oh, that? Oh, he said eighth grade, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Eight years old. Oh, eight years eight old. Eight years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in an eighth grade, he goes, no, we're still doing this. Like I literally forgot about it mm. almost. And then he goes, no, 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 we're still doing this in eighth grade. And I was like, shoot. <laughs> so, um, I started like picking up a javelin in eighth grade. And then, so that's pretty much where it was like, you're going to Utah. Like you're going to BYU. And, I kind of had that in my head. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, it was not even like a second thought. I was going to go to BYU. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, where your success has come from is Javelin. Yeah. And I decided, I do want to get into that um, because I've never seen anyone <laughs> throw a Javelin here in the Gila Valley. It's barely mm-hmm. started to be something. And like, that, that's me after high school. Um, so hearing that, like, you know, Lane's, you know, wife was throwing a javelin, <laughs> yes. I was like, like, what? Like, what is like, that? It has to be easy too. And like, even when we were in Washington when you were practicing mm-hmm. and I tried throwing one, I'm like, this hurts. Like, yes. it, like it like hurts, hurts to throw. So bad. Like you can't just throw a javelin. Like you definitely have to have like techniques and like that. So <clears throat> I would love to get into when you first picked up that javelin and just talk me through like everything from there to now yeah so i picked up what was called a nerf javelin in eighth grade and it was it's nothing like a real javelin so that i was pretty good at it because it's like the small thing and i was Mm -hmm. athletic so i could throw it and then i get into freshman year of high school and i'm i'm pretty small now like i hit my growth spurt i'm this tiny five nine (laughs) girl and um i pick it up and i'm only throwing like 80 feet and to go to high school or i mean like college and to be elite, you want to be around the, like, 160s. So my dad literally looked at me and he goes, you need to get in that weight room, dude. Like, <laughs> you're weak. And so the second I started picking up um, a javelin and and then working out, I started throwing far just from freshman year. And then my coach, which was a quarterback, like, coach, he didn't, like, he kind of threw the javelin in high school, but he's not this amazing coach. Yeah. Um, he kind of looks at me and he goes, you're going to be freaking good at this. And I'm like, eh, whatever. He goes, no, you're going to be really good. Like, all these people saw this potential in me. Like, I didn't see in myself, which I'm so glad. I surrounded these surrounded by these people that saw the potential. But, um, yeah, he said, you're going to be good. Like, your goal should be the Olympics one day. And I go, listen here, bud. I was, like, 15 years old. I said, listen here. I am going to be a mother. That is my <laughs> biggest goal in life. And he just looks at me and he goes, oh, my gosh. Like, what a Mormon girl answer. Yeah. And so Especially he, at 15. Yeah, it's, like, 15 years old. But that's always been my mindset. Like, I love kids. Yeah. As you know. Yes, you do. Yes. And so um, my freshman year, I made it to state. Like, I I, I threw, I think I threw, like, 123 feet, which was really? insanely good. Um, then sophomore year, very first throw, like, I threw, like, 133, which was insane. That's what people usually go to college for now. Like, they'll get recruited at 133. And really? I was throwing that as a sophomore. Not, and then I just didn't realize I was that good. Like, I literally had no idea. I loved soccer and basketball. Like, Javelin was, like... Yeah, I'm going to go. Like, in the like the humblest way, I was like, whatever. I love soccer <laughs> and basketball. 
And so my dad's like still hit the weight. So I never skipped a day of weights. Like you can ask anyone. I've never skipped a day of weights. Um, people are like, take a rest day. I was like, heck no. Like that's not fun yeah. to me. If we had basketball practice in the morning when my weights were supposed to be, I would literally tell the coach, I can't. She made me. But like, okay, practice. And then I'd go straight to the weight room right yeah. after. And so then junior year comes along. And I like, I think I threw 145.11. So I've surpassed like, Almost everyone at BYU by that point. Really? Yes, except wow. one girl maybe, I think. I was probably thrown as far as her. Um, and everyone's like, no, you're going to go. Like, you're good. And still my back of my mind, it was like, okay, I set a goal and I'm going to get it. Yeah. And that was my biggest thing was if I set a goal, I'm going to reach it. So like at this time, junior year, Javelin still isn't like even a priority? No. Or, like, so it's still like, you're like, I'm doing it because I'm doing it. Yes. You know, but like it's still like. Yeah. Like, I, it was already a goal I pretty much reached in that moment. Like, yeah. I kind of knew I was going to go somewhere. But, um, so, I mean, you still got to work hard. Like, I want, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be the best at it. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> I'm the most competitive person ever. Like, I, I want to be the fastest. I want to be the strongest person in the room. Like, kind of thing. Um, so then senior year comes. And um, I've already talked to coaches. People were recruiting me. A lot of people were recruiting me. A lot of schools were recruiting me. And not a single word from BYU, dude. Like, really? not a single word. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, a, a lot better schools are, like, contacting me. But again, my dad told me in eighth grade, no. BYU. Like, your goal is BYU. And good thing that was a thing. Or else I've been like, screw you guys. Like, I'm going yeah. somewhere else. Luckily, um, my neighbor, you know, um, he lived 10 miles away. But they're in our ward. And he was on the team. And he goes, you need to start recruiting this girl, dude. Like, you need to recruit her. Oh, I will, I will. And um, <clears throat> so he's like, dude, she's throwing 145.11 as a junior in high school. Look at this technique. My technique was horrible. So he goes, uh, okay, okay. And he checks me out. And finally, I remember I was at Mutual, uh, my bishop's house. And he, I get a call from the coach at BYU. That's the cool. last guy to recruit me. Whoa. So that kind of <clears throat> put some fire in my butt. Yeah. <laughs> and so he tells me if I throw over 150, um, my scholarship increases even more. So I was like, heck yeah. So then my senior year comes around. I was still kind of focused on soccer and basketball because I love them the most. But like, I remember that season when I like, I worked so hard that preseason. Like I got to hit this. Like I know I'm going to hit this. Um, I want this goal of mine. And then uh, I think the third, fourth meet into the season, I hit like, it was like 153. Really? And so dude, I was so excited. Um, Called my coach up right away. I was like, you said this. And he goes, yep, for sure. And signed me a bigger um, scholarship. So after that, everyone kind of knew I was going to BYU. I'd say my dad knew I was already going to BYU at eight years old. It's kind of cool how he saw like my insecurity as a yeah. fat little girl. And he saw his <laughs> strength. I thought it was always cool. Um, but yeah, senior year hit. And I was like, okay, reach this school. Now what? <laughs> like, like, what's our next school, dad? He kind of said that. So, yeah. yeah. What was... Uh your ranking leaving high school if you know that um i i think i was top 10 we were we were joking around the other day at practice and i was like no i was like top five and they're like no you weren't no you weren't but i was um there was actually this i think i was like top five but there was this girl in 1a in washington 1a like so small of school right she was like leading the nation in my really? division so it was like in the top five the what some of the best were in my division in a small little town. And so I only took state my senior year of high school. Only once. Oh, and wow. I could have won like three years in a row. But, but no, maybe two. Yeah, except her. So now 
But I, I compete against her in college all the time. And every year I've beat her. There Afterwards, I know. Go. Going from like three sports to just focusing on javelin in college is insane. Like in a switch up is like just javelin. I excelled like crazy my freshman year. Which, yeah. You, yeah. You, you proved it. Uh, it's okay. Going to BYU now, like how was it like, I guess, switching from three sports to one and what was like the different experience, I guess, going into BYU to just throw javelin? Yeah, so I get to BYU super homesick first off. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you I, do love your family. Oh, like, yeah, you know. That's one thing I know about you is like it, your family is like. My everything. Yeah, it's like, everything. if it's not them, I'll, I'd go home, <laughs> I'd go home right now. Yeah. Um, but, um, sorry, what was your question? My ADD. Oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, uh, what was the difference of like even like experiences and stuff like that going from high school to your first year at BYU? So the first difference was I usually had like a sidetrack of javelin. Like javelin gets boring. Like you do the same exact drill every day and mm-hmm. you can only throw once a week. So usually I, I'm doing soccer. Like I'll get to school and we start soccer. And I get to school and I'm starting javelin. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> like I just got done with this. Um, but it was kind of cool. I was like kind of just focusing on that. And then winter rolls around and basketball supposed to come, you know, and you go, you're like, nope, let's go inside. Let's throw out a wall. Like let's yeah. throw a javelin out a wall. <laughs> Super depressing. And then, um, another different thing was the weight room was completely different. I had to do, I've done cleans before. Um, but I've never done a jerk. I've never done a snatch. Like going into the weight room was a big difference in college. Um, it was mainly directed towards like throwing the javelin and not like, I like looking pretty. Like I like my muscles and (laughs) it didn't matter in that weight room. It mattered like getting faster, getting stronger, quick twitch muscles. And then in high school, I just wanted to look good for the guys, you know? (laughs) So so it was like different. So that's, that's pretty much what was different. Also didn't have my family, didn't have my best friends, had to learn something totally different. Like the atmosphere was totally different than a small school, you know, you, you come from a small school, a small district, whatever. And you're the best of the best, like in everything. And then you get to college, then everyone's the best of the best from their school, you know? So you go from like, okay, you're, you're good to, Hey, guess what? Yeah. Guess what? You're the freshman here. Like you ain't that good. (laughs) So (laughs) that was, that was kind of, my mom kind of told me that she's like, it's going to be a hard pill for you to swallow. Like you're not going to be the best. And then I was the best my freshman year, but it's fine. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Just kidding. Paige was freaking good to another teammate, but yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Throughout, you know, your career in Javelin, um, obviously last year you had a very, very big accomplishment. Um, what, what was that accomplishment? <laughs> so I won nationals. I'm a national champion, national champion for D1 NCAA. So that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's what I am. Uh, how was that experience? Like, okay, you know, your whole life, you know, you throwing javelin, it being like a second type priority for you, to now it is your number one priority. It's like my life. Yeah, yeah. like it is your life. Like winning that national championship, seeing your dad on the sidelines, yeah. you know, going up to him. <laughs> With the trophy, yeah. like, like, what did that mean to you? Um, I always say, like, that was the, everyone's like, well, how do you feel? And I'm like, dude, the biggest weight lifted off my shoulder. Like, you have this weight on you, 
for six years or five years, like this huge weight on you. And it was just like this six pound or like the six year weight just lifted <laughs> yeah. off me. Um, yeah, it was just so awesome because so my freshman year of college, I made it to nationals like super not. I don't want to say easy, but yeah, like um, I made it to nationals. Um, and so my dad was like, well, first I made it to regionals. My dad's like, dude, that was so easy. He's like, let's make it to nationals. I was like, okay, cool. Our goal is nationals this year. Yeah. So I made it to nationals. He goes, okay, that was way too easy to, for you. And I'm like, it wasn't that easy, dad, but <laughs> thanks. And then um, sophomore year came around, tore my UCL injury. Um, the next year, COVID happened. And mm. so the next year I was, uh, I, I was like ranked like fourth and then got sick, all this stuff. My dad's like, heck no, like we're, we're winning nationals. Like making a national too, too easy for you. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. And so that's like a lot of pressure on yourself. Again, yeah. I don't have a team to back me up. I don't have, I don't have a substitute. I don't have these coaches that can put in place for me. You know, it's just all on yourself. So when I finally won, I just remember looking up and like, I feel like the weight just like lifted off of me. The, the pressure of my coach having his first national champion, you know, yeah. um, the, the school's first javelin national champion ever boys and girls. And then I just remember like running to go hug my dad and, Oh dude, you think he won the lottery? <laughs> like, I think he would choose this over winning the lottery because of how really? proud he was. My other brothers were like, he's so annoying. I'm like, you guys don't understand. This is like how I was like, this has been 20 years in the making for my father. So yeah. the biggest weight lifts off my shoulders. That's awesome. Um, so I want to get a little more into, like, how it was for you. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> so I know passion, obviously, you, like, mentioned. It, it was almost like a second priority for you for a little bit. Uh, where did it switch? Uh, where it was, like, all your passion started to be into javelin? Um. I think it was my freshman year of college. Like when I, when I made it to nationals already and then I had this huge throw, I still remember it at nationals and it went straight up in the air, but it still went really far. I was like, Oh shoot. Like I'm going to be good at this. Um, if I just even got it down a little bit more, it probably would have placed me super high. Um, anyways, that's when it clicked in my head. I was like, okay, like we're working for this. And so I put in extra time. I put in like all this extra work that people didn't see. And I didn't ever tell anyone, like I'm pretty sure I'd get in trouble if I told people, but, um, um, that's when it flipped the switch. And I was like, okay, this, this is going to be my career for a while. Um, I had to stop thinking about home and how much I missed home. I had to stop thinking about a boyfriend I had for forever. Like, like I almost left actually college really? my freshman year. That's a thing. I almost left my freshman year. My mom's like, no, you have to stay. Like, you have to pursue this javelin career, Ashton. And I'm like, no, I'm leaving. Like, I know what I want to do with my life, and it's not here. Like, it's for someone else. And she's like, no, you're not leaving. Like, there's greater things for you in life. And that's when it kind of hit me like, okay, I'm staying here. And if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. But, yeah, I almost left my freshman year. Like, none of this would have been happened. Um, I'd probably been married to another guy. I probably would have never met my husband, Lane, which is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, would have never been a national champion, um, would have never like made my dad the most proud dad in the world. So yeah, <clears throat> freshman year was when it all happened. Like everything kind of came together. That's cool. That, that is crazy that you were like planning on leaving. Mm -hmm. that, that, that was even like in your mind. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm done. I don't even want to do javelin anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that, my, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
okay, mindset is huge. Like you just said it yourself, like you want to be the best <laughs> yeah. in like everything. Yeah. Um, how did you get into that current mindset? Like what made you, you know, is it your dad or is it just like something that's just in you? But like, where did you like get that mindset and how has that helped you become uh, who you are today? Yeah, so um, I always say you can only, it's like a church thing, like you can only depend on people's testimony for so long and then you have to gain your own kind of thing. Sorry, I don't want to be churchy, but that's where I've heard that from. And I can only rely on my dad, my dad and my mom for so long for their support saying, you can do this, you can do this. And you finally have to believe it for yourself. Like, um, so this, this year, everyone's like, Ashton, you're good. Like, you're super good. You're throwing 60 meters. That's elite. Like... Um, people that don't know javelin once you hit 60 meters it's kind of like you're pro like you're you're gonna do really well mm-hmm. um so my um my there's a guy named mike on my team and he was like no you need to believe this for yourself like that's what kind of separates you from like being good to great is like you have to you have to like have this little cockiness in yourself like you have to be the best yeah and so um he's like here take this and he gave me like this this video from dr manning you guys need to look him up, Craig, like Dr. Craig Manning. He's one of the best performance psychologists in the world. Like he's insane. Um, and I just, I remember, I'm actually taking his class right now, and he totally switched my <clears throat> mindset. Like, you know the the saying like practice makes perfect. He hates that. He goes, no, practice makes permanence. Mm, and nice. um, he's all about like how how powerful your mind is. So I remember walking out to practice every day. Um, it's like a, it's a good, like 10 minute walk out to our track. And every day I would just go like, think to myself, you are the best. No one's better than you. You are the strongest. You are the fastest. You have the best technique. And I would have the best practices. And so I was like, Oh, well, I need to start believing in myself. So I had all these people tell me I'm the best, but I was like, heck no, I have to believe for myself. And I, I'm not, I'm a confident person, but I'm also like, like kind of reserved in a way about myself. Like, Oh, I'm not the best, but no, like. In that moment, I was like, no, I have to be cocky at this point. Like, you have to be so confident. And so I remember that last two weeks, so you make regionals, and I was like, okay, I'm going to win. Like, I'm going to win. There was nothing, no doubt in my mind. People are like, oh, are you going in too confident? And I was like, no, I'm winning. I have the best average. Like, there were, like, statistics up to it where I just put it in my mind. Like, these girls are nothing. Like, and I, I, like, in me, I felt bad because I'm like, no, these girls are so good. <laughs> like, this was the hardest year so far, um, competitive year for Javelin. And I was like, no, I have to be confident. So I had, like, this unknown confidence in myself that I was going to win. And then I remember stepping on that track at Nationals, and I was like, I'm winning this. And I just chucked one, my very first throw, chucked it far. And I knew I was going to win, so. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think people have, like, it so wrong when they – think of like being cocky or like they think like being having confidence is like almost looked like bad upon yeah you know uh one thing that uh, gains i learned uh i think it was chris smith this guy who like uh, was giving us trainings uh-huh. so he talked about about that like being you no know, confidence and stuff like that and he worded it uh this way which i'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. and it completely changed my thought process on that <clears throat> and I think it's the most selfless thing you can do is being confident because yes. if you say like oh I'm actually like I'm okay at javelin yeah. you know like 
you know, there is girls better. Like, I'm not the best. Like, anytime you doubt your skill or whatever, anyone that has ever put anything into you, you're slapping them across the face. Yeah. You know, every time you say, oh, I'm okay at javelin, you're pretty much just punching your dad who has <laughs> believed yeah, no, in you, you know, for all these years. So, like, you know, when people think of that, like, oh, like, I don't want to be too confident. I don't want to come off as, like, being too confident because I don't want people to think I'm all about myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's the most selfless thing you can do because if you can go, like, one step further and even be like, God, you know, like, I'm pretty much turning my back to God. Yeah. Because he's who's made me who I am. Yeah. You know, so like, I, I think that's that. I think that's awesome that like you have that mindset of like, no, I need to say <laughs> I'm the best. Yeah. Like I need to do that. And like, and you're not afraid to say it. You're not afraid yeah. to show it because truly that is the reason you are the best. You know, anyone who's like doesn't do that, they won't be. Yeah. Like if you don't think you're going to win or like that you are the best, you're not. You're not gonna win. You're not gonna be the best. Exactly. Um, uh, as you guys know on the podcast before this one, you know it was uh, Lane uh, Ashton's husband. Uh, one thing we talked about, which I want to talk about with you, um, I we talked about the biggest child neglect you can do is uh, not chasing your dream. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we've <laughs> talked about this before. Yes. Uh, and uh, that is true. You know, like I'm not sure if you've like thought about it since then or whatever like you gave yourself the opportunity to tell your kids to chase their dreams yeah because if you wouldn't have like how can this kid listen to you yeah you know if they at some point found out that you had the opportunity to go you know throw javelin for the olympics or whatever you know whatever it is uh or even like say you would have left you know, <laughs> yes. say you would have left your yes. freshman year. Like, how could you tell your kids, you can go be whatever you want when... You're like, well, you quit, you mom. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that you didn't quit and you are where you are, like, you're giving yourself the opportunity to be, like, one step further for your kids. Yeah. And, like, your kids to be one step further than other kids that have parents that, that didn't. Yeah. So... I'm not sure if you ever thought about it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lane it tells is, me all the time. <laughs> it is it is like amazing that like you both are yeah. like a power couple for that, <laughs> you know. And I know you said you like listen to the podcast because we were <laughs> in the same room. So like you hearing that, like it, it really is awesome. And I hope you like do recognize it. And like, you know, even later tonight, you can go back with Lane and be like, I'm glad that like you, know, you just talked to him like, look, I'm glad I married you because yeah. – like, we are able to, at one point, you know, next December, raise, you know, <laughs> yes, kids. have a kid, <laughs> you know, right, Lane? Um, <laughs> and you're able to, like, know that you guys have something that you're going to be able to give to your kids at one point. Yeah. Super awesome and Thanks. amazing. So, keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I did still, you know, get back to the mindset. We kind of got off it a little bit. Um <laughs> Now, like, you won nationals last year. Yes. You know, what is your mindset right now, and, like, what is your goal for this upcoming season? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I get this question a lot. It's kind of hard when there's a huge target on your back. Like, usually people win, and then they leave. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of two-time national champions. Um, but I'd like to say the Olympics. That's, like, a hard goal because 
obviously America's the hardest, like USA is the hardest um, nation to compete for for the Olympics. So I want to do that. But again, I ha- like you said, I have another year of eligibility in the NCAA. So I'll throw for BYU. I want to win a national national championship. Um, I want to break the NCAA record, which is Maggie Malone. Love her to death. She's a person that loves God. Like I look up to her so much. She loves God. She loves her family. She always puts them first. Um, and then javelin kind of, yeah. um, I want to beat her record, which is 62, 19. And everyone's like, so what's your goal for next year? I said, 62, 20. <laughs> like they're like, really? 0.01. I'm like, yes. Do you guys know how hard that is? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my goal. I want to get that record. What is and the furthest you've thrown? So I've, sorry, I've thrown 60.36 and then the record is 62, 19. Um, last year I kind of played it safe with all my throws or no, like at the end of the year, I played it pretty safe. Um, if you put too much power in it, like into the throw, you'll lose your flight and then it'll go straight up in the air instead of a 38 degree angle, which you want to throw at. Sorry. Javelin's like very foreign to people. There we go. So at a 30, like tops 38 degree. Um, and that's where I kind of throw mine where the furthest throws, but if I put my speed into it, which I'm pretty fast and, Sadly, too flexible, which is never heard of usually in javelin, but I'm too flexible almost. So it goes like to a 60 degree angle, which <laughs> is terrible. Um, so I kind of played it safe and just kind of went slow. But this year I don't want to play safe. Like I want to, I, I want to just go for it or nothing, like all yeah. or nothing. So I, I believe I can hit that if I just put it all in into it. Um, and then the goal after that, like depending on what I do this year, is depending on next year like you never want to get ahead of yourself so if i do really well this year i would like to compete and try out for the olympics again like i've done it before but only as like a oh i'm trying out like i'm at the olympic trials (laughs) but um this time around it's like oh i'm at the olympic trials like i'm trying hard um i just tried out for the world's or usa world's team and um, i placed fourth in top three go so i mean I'm there. Like, I know I have what it takes. It's just, I have to stay healthy. You have to stay consistent. But yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's definitely big goals. And I'm super excited to, like, see you accomplish those. And, yeah. I, and I know you will, you know? Thanks. Like, I I have so much, like, belief in you, Ashton, <laughs> just from, like, the moment I met you. Uh, you truly have, like, always shown that to me and, like, just the people around you and <clears throat> stuff. So obviously, you know, since eight years old, yeah, you know, this is, it's been your destiny and you're definitely going to do it. Um, you talk about family a lot yeah. and how much you love family and stuff like that. Has anything in Javelin like taught you like on how you, maybe you want to raise your family or like, is there like any lessons that like you've learned while throwing javelin, competing, you know, at a D1 college or university, yeah. like, like, just being such, like, a high-tier, you know, athlete, like, has that taught you anything in, for life? Yeah, so, actually, just the other day, no, yesterday, we're headed home from the gym, and I kind of look at Lane, and we've never missed a day of working out. Like, we always work out, and uh, I said, if, if our kids can get one thing from us, I hope it's our drive and, like, our work ethic, because... Me and my husband's work ethic combined is, like, unmatched by anyone. I promise you, my husband works so hard, and I work so hard, too. So if my kids can get anything from this, it's our work ethic. Um, Also, what I want to pass down to them is, like, if I did it, you can do it. 
um, you have my DNA and you have your dad's DNA. So there's nothing stopping you. Like you, you're kind of built for success. And my parents kind of gave me all these opportunities and that's why I love them and respect them so much. Um, that I want to give my kids all these opportunities. My dad set goals for me and some people are like, like, Oh no, it should be your own goals. I'm like at eight years old. I didn't have my own goals. Like, like my dad put that there. So as a parent, I want to set goals for my kids as much as it's like, should you do that? I'm like, yes, you should. Because I learned firsthand that what I saw as my insecurity, my dad saw as like a strength. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I learned that if I can do it, my kids are going to be able to do it. And I'm going to instill that confidence that they are the best and they, they're the best at anything they do. And so that's what I'm going to do for them. Yeah. Heck yeah. (laughs) Um, well, that is it uh, for the podcast. Again, Ashton, I appreciate you coming on. And I love just talking and learning more about you and just like, kind of seeing like truly who you know who you are and like um, why you're so passionate about this and stuff like that. Uh, again, you're going to make it. I, I know you're going to get another national title this year. And um, you're going to make to Olympics because we're going to go, obviously, we want to travel and go Chris. watch you. Yep. <laughs> You gotta go to Paris at some point. Might as well make it because you're going to the oh, Olympics. Oh, yeah. You know? That'd be so dope. Um, but yeah, again, thank you so much. Uh, I hope, you know, whoever's listening to this is able to, like, get value from what you've said. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, so again, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, no problem. Okay, um, guys, that is it uh, for this episode. Again, that was Ashton Lunt, uh, formerly known as Ashton Reiner. You know, just gotta throw in that name. It's a big <laughs> name. Uh, but yeah, so again, thanks everyone for, uh, for listening. Uh, you can listen here at either Apple podcasts or Spotify, whichever one you guys prefer. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram yet, uh, make sure you do. It is drifter versus driven pod. Um, sorry. My voice again is a little, a little messed up, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening and see you on the next one.